You're listening to Orange County's only station with critical business information, Critical Mass, with your host, Rick Franzi. Welcome to Critical Mass, the radio show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays at 4 p.m., heard exclusively on internet radio station, www.octalkradio.net. If you're listening to this show as a podcast, we encourage you to listen to this program during our broadcast times live. The show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. The goal for this show is to help you, our listening audience, make better decisions. If you'd like to join in the conversation today, very simple. Find the community chat room section of octalkradio.net's website. Log in with your Twitter handle. This will connect you directly to our producer. Today it's Paul Roberts, and he'll be able to converse with you, bring your thoughts, ideas, and questions to my attention on the other side of the glass here, and possibly I can work them into one of our two interviews that I have planned for today. Later today, about the bottom of the hour, I have Ryan Folan from Bully Buster USA joining us to talk about his organization and what they're doing in that space. And our first guest is Wayne Irving of Econosis, and we're going to be talking again about his firm and what they're doing in their space. I'm excited to have both of these guests on. This was actually a twofer for me. I went to meet with Wayne, and not only did I get the good opportunity to meet Wayne in his office, he took me down the hall to uh, meet Ryan and the work that Ryan is doing, and I thought I need to have both of these gentlemen on Critical Mass Radio Show today. And so out of one pre-show interview, I was able to secure two fine guests, both in the technology space, and I think you'll enjoy uh, listening and learning from and with these two entrepreneurs. Uh, Just some of the diversity that we have here in Orange County, California. If you're listening to this show live or you're listening to, to it before September 13th, let me remind you that on September 13th at the Newly remodeled Center Club in Costa Mesa, California. I'm hosting our fall executive conference. The focus of the executive conference on September 13th is employee fraud and how internal controls can help you as a business owner protect your business from employee fraud and embezzlement. Unfortunately, it's all too common in uh, the business world today and Small and mid-sized companies are disproportionately affected by fraud. The average fraud on a small and mid-sized company is $150,000, which is a significant amount of money for any business, but clearly for smaller and mid-market companies, that's a significant impact, can have a significant impact on the business. All right. You can find out about our executive conference from going to our website, Critical Mass, M-A-S-S, for business.com. And right on the homepage, you'll see an opportunity to register for the conference. Click on that, and you'll learn more about the conference. All right, now I turn our attention to our first guest. As I said, it's Wayne Irving from Econosis. And just let me say, Wayne, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Hey, Rick Franzi. So happy to be here. Well, let's get started. Let's talk a little bit about you before we talk about your firm and the products you do and kind of your differentiated technology. Before we get there, tell us a little bit about your experience as an entrepreneur that sort of has led up to your current gig at Econosis? You know, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been uh, self-employed most of my adult life, actually all of my adult life, 
with a with a few stints here and there, you know, consulting for a couple of folks. But um, I am addicted to being self-employed. I started a, my first company when I was 18 years old. I was an auctioneer. My family, a long line of auctioneers. And I was 18. My dad helped me get set up in Stanford, Florida, my own auction house. And from there, just uh, it's been nonstop. I went to the Marine Corps for five and a half years. Then right out of the Marine Corps, studied computer science. While I was studying computer science at the University of San Diego, I was building websites for people, companies. And uh, from there, started my first software company. And um, it's been nonstop ever since. So, Wayne, if, if my producer sent me a note, and if we not that we have time for it, but if we wanted you to... to demonstrate your auctioneership, you would be able to do that here live on Critical Mass Radio Show? Absolutely, sure. Oh, that's Absolutely. outstanding. <laughs> Who knew you had all this talent beyond the obvious talent that you have for building successful technology companies? I didn't know. You know, I just have a passion for the newest and greatest type things. I'm, I'm a little different than most of your gadget guys, though. I don't go out and get the iPad the day it comes out. I don't get the latest technology normally when it first comes out, although I did get the Galaxy S3 phone from um, Samsung, and I love it. So every once in a while, I do get passionate about something new coming out, but I'd like to think that I'm constantly a student of trends and a student of of watching movement in the entire space. And, uh, you know, here I am. So I've got a great opportunity right now in the, in the mobile marketing and mobile you know, mobile technology space, and we're taking advantage of it. So, so let's talk about that, Wayne. Tell us more about Iconosys. You know, this, discuss the business model. And because other listeners are CEOs and business owners of small and mid-market companies, they learn vicariously through the examples of the questions and the answers that our guests give here on the radio program. So I'm wondering if you can tell us about the business model and your focus, but also what makes your firm different and differentiated in your space? You know, that's a great question. I'd love to answer. Um, you know, I was, I took a, a hiatus from high technology for a few years, and I actually was doing construction. I wanted to get out there and, and use my arms and elbows and kind of sweat a few years out, staying away from technology. I really needed a break. I felt like in 2004, after shutting down Save America Money, uh, selling it to a, another firm in Florida and then moving on, I really needed a break from the whole high technology space. So, after three years, four years hiatus, I came back uh, kind of uh, by accident. My 15-year-old daughter came to me and said, Dad, will you sign a permit to get my you know, my uh, driver's license? And I just saw three or four nights earlier or very recently uh, before she asked me this on the news about uh, something like seven or 8,000 people had died the previous year texting and talking on the phone while driving. And um, it just hit me in a very weird way. And I was already working, starting to work on an iPhone app. It was kind of a karaoke type of uh, collective app. And I called my, developer, my developers and I said, hey, guys, I said, can we build an app that will make my daughter's phone turn off when she's driving, you know, using GPS and motion and blah, blah, blah. And uh, they said, absolutely. I said, okay, we'll stop working on the iPhone app. Let's build this app. And so we started to build a product called Driverfly. We really didn't know Iconosis was, was coming. And uh, so we worked on Driverfly, and I went to a bunch of my friends uh, 
that invested in the idea. And uh, about $300,000 later, we had a product called DriverPly, and we were invited to the Department of Transportation's Distracted Driving Summit in 2010 to showcase this technology in front of about 3,000 fleet managers from the largest uh, commercial fleets in the country, you know, like Unical and, and BP and, and uh, you know, uh, big trucking companies, uh, you know, like uh, Yellow and, and those guys. And we, um, you know, very proudly went there and demonstrated the technology and showed them a way that they could help protect their drivers from losing their licenses. It's a federal, aff- a federal offense. Uh, to be texting behind a, the wheel of one of those big rigs, although they do it all the time as we videotape more than 200 big rig drivers texting and or talking on the phone as we drove our 36-foot text kills wrapped bus from Orange County to Washington, D.C. We actually, my co-pilot up front had a video camera. We videotaped over 200 drivers doing so. So we were very, um, you know, we were very... Uh, not very warmly received, if you can believe it or not, because we pointed out that they are still avoiding the law. They're still breaking the laws, and it's it's and they know it's kind of a shameful thing because it's the federal laws. It's a first offense; they lose the license. It's some something above a two thousand dollar fine, and these drivers lose their license. And these guys could be twenty, thirty year truckers, and that's they're the breadwinner for the family. Uh, what else are they going to go do? They, you've only got so many warehouse jobs you can plug a. Uh, a driver into and um so from there we uh from that sour reception we got at the distracted driving summit from the patrons of the summit not from the legislators or the or secretary of the hood that was there they were you know they were all very welcoming uh we got in the rv and drove back to california and on our way back we were very disappointed at the reception we had from all the you know all these commercial you know commercial potential commercial clients so we decided, okay, what else can we build? We need to build something quickly. And we, on, on our way back from D.C. Uh, to California, we built a product called Trick or Tracker. We used the driver ply technology as best we could because we wanted to retool it and added a bunch of new function and features in it. And uh, we built a, the only uh, bi-directional family locator, which, uh, which allows the kids, because most kids 10 to 14 years old have smartphones now, at least in California, and um, we wanted uh, we wanted a family locator similar to you know Verizon's family locator or or find my friend on on iPhone which is which is much newer than than our product, but um, we wanted something that was that the, the you know we I, I have four kids of my own I felt like it was important for kids to be able to find parents you know especially in the mall during Christmas season or you go to Disneyland kids go one way the older kids go one way mom and dad with the younger kids go the other the other direction so that's when Iconosis was was really officially born, at least in the, in the concept of, you know, the, the almost 4,000 apps that we've built since, since that, uh, that trip back from D.C. You said you built almost 4,000 apps since the yeah, first app? Yeah, we're 4,000 smartphone apps that we've developed since, um, since uh, September 2010. We, we have an 80-20 rule. We like to build most of those apps are in our own catalog. We like to build new technologies uh, we like to take existing technology to retool them. I feel like I owe it to my shareholders, to my investors, to to get the maximum amount of uh, intellectual property out of the, you know, out of the the um, properties that we build. And we've done a really, I mean, we've really done a phenomenal job. We've been in the Wall Street Journal almost, you know, close to a dozen times. We've been in the New York Times. We, our apps have been on Saturday Night Live twice. 
We've been, uh, you know, cover the Boston Globe, L.A. Times. You know, our apps are just, you know, they're very well received and, and media loved. And, um, you know, we, uh, we've got uh, a nice package of apps. And, 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 you know, ultimately, you know, to just finish the answering your question you asked earlier, most of our bigger apps, our most celebrated apps, are child safety apps. We have apps that focus on, you know, uh, how fast a, a, a youth or a teenager is traveling, either in their car or in a car of somebody else's. Uh, that's an app called My Max Speed. I, if if my child is traveling with a friend in their car and they're traveling faster than 90 miles an hour, I still want to know, like, you know, why their parents are putting my children at risk. We've built geofence apps where children, you know, children stay inside of a geofence. If they go outside of a geofence, if, if my daughter is spending the night at a friend's house, uh, if she leaves that friend's house and goes outside of a two-mile radius, if she goes outside of a two-mile radius, the... Um, uh, the guards up app will will activate and let me know that at three o'clock in the morning, Alexandra is uh, traveling at seventy five miles an hour up Interstate five. Uh, we built Lasky Kid app. It's an app that tells mom and dad when the kids get home from school and gives the exact GPS location and date and timestamp of and stores it in a spreadsheet so the parents have a a monthly or or you know a year long recollection of what time the kids got home. At, you know, just really useful data. Um, to protect the children from child predators. We built an app called Word Bully. Word Bully protects kids from cyber bullies, but it also, we're going to, um, we, we've never told anybody this. You're the first uh, media store that I've let that know this. The app was specifically designed early on for child predators, to protect children from child predators. Predators, if you watch the MSNBC and that, uh, to catch a predator, predators are going to mobile faster than uh, anything to get your kids. Wow. And, and to be able to protect them in a way that nobody else can using Word Bully, um, you know, it's pretty spectacular. It makes us feel, you know, really, uh, makes us feel really good. So we, we there's about yes. 65, 70, you know, child safety, family safety apps that we've built, uh, most of which are for the Android because we really need to take over the phone, which works out pretty good because the Android phone is, you know, free to 50 to $100. You know, an iPhone is $500, so right. $400, you know, so, so it works hey, out good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna. My producer's telling me we need to take a short time out for a sponsorship break. When we come back, okay. I um, I also got here a question from the community about um, kind of what size of company you have to be to actually engage a company like yours to build an app. We're gonna hold that till we come back from the break, ladies okay. and gentlemen. I'm with Wayne Irvin, and Wayne's gonna talk about that. Plus, I want to talk about the latest announcement I saw from your firm. Call an app called Fan Apps. I've got a bunch of things that I want to get to with this gentleman. So hold on, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you go anywhere. We're just going to step away for a few brief moments to spend some time with our sponsors. Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire? or try and pass that business on to your children. At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive for generations to come. So ask yourself just one question. Can I really afford to wait? Take the first step. Take our complimentary self-assessment 
at SuccessionStrategies.com or call us at 714-560-9022 to set up a free consultation at your convenience. That's Succession-Strategies.com. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plans and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Wayne Irving of Econosys is our first guest today here on the program. And before the break, I said I was going to take a question that came in from the audience. And, and I'm paraphrasing here a little bit, Wayne, but I guess a, a listener would like to know, you know, how much does it cost or how large does a company have to be to build an app for a small company? Um, you know, someone here in the Orange County business community, uh, what, what type of investment should they expect to need to make to have an app like that? You know, we've built a, we've built apps for Del Monte foods to small up and coming, you know, entrepreneurs that spend their day, you know, that have day jobs that want to, that want to have the next day, you know, killer app. And so, um, you know, we build a lot of technologies that we can retool and combine and put together. So, you know, you could spend as little as, uh, with a U.S. firm, surprisingly with us, you could spend as little as 1500 bucks, um, or, you know, or somewhere between five and 10,000. A real innovative app that, 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 um, brings in, you know, a database connectivity and web enabling, uh, administrative tools and, you know, any type of GPS functioning, uh, you know, you're typically looking at somewhere, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 bucks if it's, if it's a really robust app. But if it's a, you know, if it's a directory for pizza shops or if it's a directory for gun shops or, you know, if it's a, if it's an innovative way to show where the lunch trucks are in your community, you know, those apps, we've built most of the back end technologies and we can build those apps for people for, you know, three to five thousand bucks. It just takes about, you know, two, three hours to see the scope of the work and, uh, and really, um, you know, and really give them an idea that, uh, you know, we want to work. I mean, we want to build, we want reasons to build new technologies. I mean, we're an yeah. innovative technology firm, so, so we want to work. So I think we're going to be better priced than most, uh, most firms out there. And you're here in Orange County, you're local, and you're a successful entrepreneur, and I'm all about doing business with people in the community here in Orange County. Uh, speaking of that, I, I, in doing some research for your interview today, I came across a recent release from your firm that talks about the formation of a new type of app called Fan Apps. And I'm wondering if you can explain to our audience how they would be used, sort of what they are, and who might be the kind of people that would be interested in developing a Fan App or using it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fan Apps. Fan Apps is a uh, new technology, a new idea that we've come up with. 
when, when meeting celebrities signing our tech skills bus, uh, we came up with the idea to, to, because one of the celebrities came up to us and asked us a question about combining all of his social networking feeds into one place because he's really struggling to keep everything updated and everything congruent with, with each other, his Facebook, his Twitter, his Tumblr, his Flickr, his photo bucket, his YouTube page, yada, yada, yada. And so we've, um, we've been talking about a fan app concept since, you know, since, uh, well, almost two years. And we just happened to have Joe DePena, Stanley Cup champion, uh, reach out to us about a project that he was working on. And he comes into the office, uh, you know, four or five months ago, and uh, he's pitching us the idea about this project he's been working on for over a year, uh, which sounded similar, but not necessarily, not not directly, uh, you know, not directly the same. And so we presented him the idea of fan apps that we've been kind of theorizing. Uh, he fell in love with it immediately, signed on immediately, um, has already brought in, uh, champ, you know, champions and uh, 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 the the the. Uh, Oh, the captains from uh, the Canadians, uh, the NHL teams, the Canadians, and the captain for the uh, the Rangers. Uh, we've got celebrities of, of all different types. Uh, we're now four, four months into it, realizing that the opportunity is really, really valuable to uh, companies like you know Ticketmaster, Star Tickets, and, and big venues that that want to create an Instagram type of experience inside their coliseum or inside their stadium, while there's a game or uh, some type of a rock con- or concert of some kind going on where, where fans can share photos from their seats in real time and comment on them and vote on them and what's and you know what have you so fan apps is a uh, you know it's specifically designed it's it's you know fan apps really is was an inspired by, was inspired by uh, Robert Shapiro who worked for me and my first software company solutions media back in 1998 1999. Robert told me about this idea he had called the authentic, and I've carried that idea with me forever. And, and how celebrities, movie stars, and TV stars, and, and and what have you, struggle with you know with an authentic website of their own because fans go out there and create websites, and you don't know if you've gotten to uh, Gene Wilder's website or if you've gotten to my website. If you go to Where'sGeneWilder.com, you'll see how I've taken you know one of my favorite actors of all time and built a fan website for him. You don't really know. So the idea for fan apps was to create an authentic, the authentic, if I can give Robert some credit, the authentic for smartphone apps because there's a lot of celebrities out there that have smartphone apps, but they're all rinky-dinky, hokey-pokey, really just not taking advantage of the explosion that mobile marketing and mobile communications has brought. I mean, computers, companies, companies are, are announcing they're going to stop making laptops. I mean, HP announced this a year and a half ago they're going to stop making laptops because Tablets and, and smartphones are, are replacing the need for most, you know, computing. So, uh, you know, so the so apps are kind of it. Apps are in, and so to be able to create an authentic app, uh, you know, um, system for to collaborate and to collect and to aggregate, you know, professional athletes and athletes that have a significant, you know, fan base and want to continue to grow their fan base in and through their career into their next career. Uh, that's what fan apps is all about. Fan apps is for, for the Joe DePenas and the, and the, uh, you know, the Scotty B's, uh, this MC out of Orlando that's, uh, MC for the Orlando Magic, you know, has a huge following. It's for them when they go to their next career, like if they're managing a, uh, uh, if they, if, uh, if they go to manage a, uh, Cadillac dealership, 
you know, they want to be able to bring their fans forward into their next career. And so by having a fan app, we're able to kind of captivate, you know, uh, capture the audience and, and, uh, and help them manage that, uh, that transgression into, you know, to the next career. Because the NHL players normally play, you know, three to five years and they're done. What do they do after that? Right. Right. Well, that, that's interesting how the seeds of that idea was put in your head a, a decade ago plus and two decades ago, it sounds like, and it's now able to come to fruition. And uh, that's exciting. And I'm sure we're gonna, at the end of this interview, which is coming up in a couple of minutes, I'm going to ask for your website so you'll be able to direct people to learn more about fan apps and the other things, the myriad of other things you're doing. But before we get there, one final question for you today, Wayne, or Wayne Irving here on uh, Critical Mass Radio Show, and that is... Where do you see the company going in the future? It's all exciting what you've got up to this point, and I, and I can just imagine what you what's on the horizon for Iconesis. Well, you know, we're partnered with everybody. We've got a direct line into everybody at HTC, Motorola, Samsung, LG. You know, we're we're really still trying to define where Iconesis is going to make its you know its century mark. It's mark you know where a hundred years from now people will be able to look back and go. Man, that was, you know, that was a great idea, a great company. You know, we're still looking for that. But in the meanwhile, we are building things like fan apps. That was, that's a four month old company, four month old idea to a 12 year old idea, but, but, uh, but four year, you know, four month old, uh, recent, you know, renewed idea. And it's the company is booming. I mean, we've already got 25, uh, 30, close to 30, uh, celebrities and, and personalities signed, uh, signed on and they're signing on in droves now. They're just very excited. We've got, uh, 800 contracts or 800 celebrities out there that are looking at, at working with us as, as an endorsement deal. Those are the kinds of things that we're going to do. We're going to continue to move forward. We're hoping that the opportunity for Iconesis to be acquired by somebody bigger like a Google, you know, that sounds kind of sexy to us. That sounds kind of exciting. I don't see that that wouldn't happen if we, if you can imagine fan apps being a subsidiary of Iconesis. Iconesis owns 75% of that. We have 10,000 of the top, world's top athletes and performers and, and, and con, you know, rock bands and, and movie stars in the fan app system. Um, the value of Iconesis is going to be absolutely tremendous. And so we're looking at continuing to build things like fan apps, uh, things like Aposteria. You know, we built our own white labeled app store, uh, called Aposteria. You can see it at aposteria.com. It's for Android phones. Um, you know, we're, we're continuing to build. That's why I said earlier, you know, no job is too small. There's always good innovation. In every idea, if you just come in, meet with us, and let us take a look at it, we're going to help you with ideas that you didn't even know, you know, things that you could do with your idea for your app. So, um, you know, we just see ourselves continuing to grow. And, and, you know, we've got revenues now. We've launched the Travel America Visitor Guide, which is 700 smartphone apps that are de- focused on tourism uh, destinations around the world. Uh, we've got – we've just signed our 4,000th uh, client to that uh, membership into the Travel America Visitor Guide system. That's going to continue to grow. We see that as a potential opportunity to be its own company, uh, somewhere around the 20,000 client mark. Um, you know, we're going to continue to build new technologies, new opportunities for investors to make money on the money that they've invested in Iconesis. How does someone find out more about you? Tell us your website. You can go to Iconosis, I-C-O-N-O-S, as in Sam, Y-S.com, Iconosis.com. If you're interested in the fan apps thing, we just purchased the dot-com fan apps uh, from a from a development firm out of San Diego. Uh, we got fanapps.com, F-A-N-A-P-P-S.com, a great place to go kind of see what's going on with that. We've got Bruno Serrato, who was nominated for Hero of the Year last year for CNN. He's, his fan app is up there. 
Uh, Andrew Yates is an up-and-coming uh, UFC fighter. His fan app is up there. He's up-and-coming. He's undefeated. Um, we've got uh, Joe DePena, of course, a Stanley Cup champion, uh, 2007 Anaheim Ducks. His, his, his fan app is up there. We have about 25, 30 fan apps in development. We're doing a fan app right now for Ving Rames. We're doing a fan app for, for um, a movie coming out uh, called the, uh, the Art of Submission. It comes out on September 21st. Fan apps are great for movies, events, uh, you know, and celebrities. So yeah, oh, we'd love to have you come way. to the website. Sure. Well, I appreciated you having us on the radio program today. Thank you for spending some time with our audience, being a friend of the program, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. And I can't wait to have you back on in the future and talk about what you're up to then. Take care, my friend. Sounds great. Thank you. All right, gentlemen, ladies, that Wayne Irving. Wayne is with, as we said, Iconosis, and he was our first of two guests today. And um, what an interesting entrepreneur, let me tell you. Uh, he's even more fun to talk to in person. And so if some of you are considering uh, learning more about his firm and maybe going down and meeting him, I think you're going to definitely enjoy the it's time well spent. So we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to focus on our second guest. Second guest is Ryan Folden, and Ryan is with Bully Buster USA, and we're going to talk about his technology company and his organization. But first, let's spend just a few minutes with our sponsors. My company made the switch to Commerce National Bank about six months ago. Our relationship officer was there every step of the way to make the transition as seamless as possible. We had an early hiccup with a deposit scanner, but they dropped everything and drove right to our offices to help. We couldn't feel better about our decision to switch. Instead of calling an 800 number and navigating through automated menus, now I call my Commerce National Bank relationship officer directly for any questions we have. Just knowing that they're so easily accessible and willing to help really puts me at ease. They offer the same technology as the big banks, but deliver it with superior service and training. They're also rated a full five stars by Bauer Financial. So if your organization is a small or medium-sized business in Orange County, you should make the switch too. Call Mary Miller, Senior Vice President, at 949-870-3863 or visit them online at www.commercenatbank.com. That's commercenatbank.com. Give Commerce National a chance to do better than your bank, and they'll handle the rest. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. And at the end of the day, the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. So United Way is asking you to make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Be a reader, tutor, or mentor. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge now at liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. Ryan Fallen is our next guest. Bully Buster USA is his organization. Ryan, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So let's ask you to talk a little bit about your professional experience and sort of what were you doing prior to Bully Buster USA? Well, I'm what they call a serial entrepreneur. And I uh, realized a long time ago when I developed... um, uh, a Christmas light hanging business uh, in high school and uh, had an appreciation for working for myself. I graduated from UCSB with a dramatic arts <clears throat> degree as well as uh, an econ and business. 
I thought I'd go into the uh, the movie and production world and realize that the ones making the decisions were the ones uh, that were supplying the money on the executive producing level. So I went into the finance world and um, uh, worked in the mortgage business, uh, got my broker's license, worked with small to mid-sized cap companies, uh, got into private equity, uh, worked with construction, uh, and then uh, dug around in the in the uh, the debt and the finance world. And um, of all things, kind of came back to my roots with a, a recent project um, to help kids out with some anti-bullying education. Um, along those lines, uh, reached out with a prior partner, uh, Mr. Wayne Irving, who I think you had just spoken with, and yes. um, it was just a nice match, an excuse to, to start working together again, um, connecting with him on the technological side um, to get a further reach out there for uh, what it is that we're doing. So what is it that your organization does? We focus on providing technological educational tools for kids uh, who are being bullied or for parents that have kids that are growing up going through those trying times. Um, specifically uh, in the, the world of education when it comes to bullying, a lot of things are standardized, but some of them are outdated. I think there's a technological gap between parents and kids these days, and we're trying to help bridge that gap through uh, solutions, uh, smartphone applications, uh, and then community outreach. So give us an example of how some, how a parent who maybe suspects they have a child that's being bullied or they know they're being bullied, I mean, how would your company, your organization, provide them assistance? Well, Bully Buster USA provides assistance through being a resource, essentially. Um, your question asks about somebody who's being bullied and what are the steps. Um, there's a, a dynamic swing of people where there's a preventative maintenance. Uh, there's those kids that are um, prone to being bullied and then those kids that are being affected by bullying. Uh, I've written a, a parent resource guide that goes into an in-depth answer to your question um, called the Bully Buster Parent Resource Guide, which is available out there online. And really, it's about a connection with your child. And uh, it all starts, everybody asks me, what's your number one piece of advice for somebody not being bullied? And I actually say that it's, uh, it's having a healthy diet. So I think that it's really about attacking the root causes, uh, connecting the family again so that there is interaction. Uh, the biggest thing I see is the lack of communication between kids and their parents about being bullied. And just having an open environment where it's a discussion and something that's talked about regularly can help to identify before it becomes a real problem. As far as the technological gap, um, I've seen a lot of parents that have the old school flip phones that really don't have text messaging uh, functionality as much as, as kids need these days. So when the kids go and get their phones, you know, they're getting the droids, they're getting the iPhones, and the, the components and the technology is a big gap. So there's cyberbullying that happens uh, through text messaging, through Facebooks, through social media sites, and I don't know if parents uh, really understand uh, that connect or disconnect. And we're finding more and more that the psychological effects of cyberbullying are much more detrimental than, say, your regular kid coming up and pushing you down or, or, uh, or shoving you or taking your backpack and throwing it somewhere because it's a power of self-suggestion that's so dangerous. If I'm going to make fun of you face-to-face, -face, for the most part, you can write that off. But uh, if somebody sends that to me via Facebook or, or through a text message, I'm personally the one that's reading it myself, and so that power suggestion is what's, what's really dangerous.
That's interesting because I um, I was gonna you led me into my next question and I don't think you've completely answered it. So ho- hopefully you <clears throat> you um, can address this question as well, Ryan. Which is, you know, if you could help us to really appreciate how cyberbullying has, you know, on one hand it's increased the reach of the bully. On the other hand, as you said, it it, it magnifies the intensity of the message that the bully is delivering, and it really feels like, based on you know what I've learned about in this area, is that this is this is an epidemic level. Like technology has enabled people to create you know great things, but they've also enabled bullies to have a newfound ability to kind of bully in ways that they never could before. So, could you kind of share with us what can be done to sort of combat this epidemic? Yeah, absolutely. Um, exactly what you're saying is, is very true. You know, technology is great, but uh, it opens up Pandora's box for people that are trying to be creative and, and use it for maybe malicious purposes. Uh, the biggest element with technology that enables bullies to, to be better bullies is the lack of accountability. Um, them to be able to be disguised behind a cell phone, not dealing with the emotions and the, the face-to-face um, consequences of the effects of what it is they're doing. A lot of kids, when they're sending text messages or Facebook, it might be more fun and they might think that it's innocent, but they're not seeing their intended target being hit and vice versa. The target is not seeing who it is that, that's aggressing against them. Now, as far as cyberbullying and, and ways to counteract it, there's a couple key things I tell family units. One, if there's a family computer, it needs to be in the family room. Too many times there's a computer that has a laptop and it has legs and can move to the kid's room or it's in the TV room and the kid will take it to somewhere else. But literally you need a desktop computer that is in full sight of everyone so that there's no hiding in the corner. Um, that kind of very simple move is a, is a good move. Also, parents should know and require to have all passwords of all the sites for the kids and should be monitored and checked. Um, there is a privacy issue when you get to the teenage years, but the parents need to treat it as by earning the respect and letting this monitor, obviously the less monitoring we're going to do and it won't be an issue. So those are two common things that aren't always implemented that would help. A lot of the other is just conversation about it, um, looking for signs of uh, bullying in general when it comes to your kids, more of a disconnect, um, not being uh, as active or enjoying what's, what they normally would do or sort of recluding themselves. And um, the, again, there are um, kids that take the blame themselves and they feel like being bullied is something they should be shameful of. And we try to teach and encourage and empower um, what I've tried to coin as the upstander. Typically in a bullying unit, you have the bystander, the perpetrator, and then um, the, the, um, the victim. But what I'm trying to recoin is that if everybody takes an, you know, a forward approach in standing up for each other or looking out for signs, uh, they become upstanders. So it gives them a title or a label that they can do that. So parents need to be upstanders. Brothers and sisters need to be upstanders. And specifically with cyberbullying, um, there's technological fixes one which we've developed with Iconsys called the Word Bully, which enables essentially a filtration device within a phone to identify uh, images, or not images, but um, text messages based on different criteria so the text message doesn't uh, land towards the, uh, the intended target. That message then can be forwarded to either authorities or school uh, administrators or parents to help to monitor that. But communication, um, 
transparency and uh, and and open openness about what it is, I think, is very important to help curb the advantage that bullies really have right now in cyberspace. Excellent. We're going to take our third and final uh, sponsorship break here on a Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, Ryan, I'd like to, with the time that we'll have left, I'd like to ask you maybe to share a current challenge that you're facing with um, Bully Buster USA and what you're doing about it and how you're attacking that challenge facing the organization. So we'll be right back with Ryan talking about that answer and giving us how to find him on the website, etc. But first, we're going to take a, a short break and spend just a little bit of time with a couple of our sponsors. Smart Business Network is a business-to-business multimedia company providing insight, advice, and strategy for C-level executives of fast growth, middle market, and large companies. As one of the nation's largest publishers of local management journals, under the Smart Business name, Smart Business Network publishes 19 regional print editions, presents dozens of large and small-scale business conferences and award programs, and produces a vibrant interactive digital media presence. For more information, visit us at www.sbnonline.com. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use Energy Star light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Critical Mass Radio Show. If you're not familiar with our latest venture on, in our media division, it is Critical Mass TV, and that is where I interview some of the most interesting uh, CEOs and entrepreneurs in Orange County. Be watching for the next episode of Critical Mass TV. It'll be featuring Jeff Shattuck, president of Dot Fulfillment, and um, very interesting conversation that we had with Jeff about technology, customer satisfaction in the fulfillment industry. Anyway, back to our guest, Ryan. Ryan, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about a challenge facing Bully Buster USA. I wonder if you would do that for us now, please. Absolutely. One of the biggest challenges is just getting this information into the hands of those who need it. Um, I've been trying to work with public schools and private schools, and their resources and time are so stretched thin, it's difficult. Uh, with private schools, I've gotten um, <clears throat> more traction. But with the public schools, again, you know, their resources are so low, um, it's difficult for them to find the time and the funds to do that. So with that being a challenge, looking for um, a way around that when the goal is to get the information to the kids and parents, I've linked up with uh, karate studios, taekwondo studios, martial arts studios all across the nation. And I think it's a, it's a very interesting opportunity utilizing technology to bridge that gap. Historically, karate studios will try to go to schools and, you know, do uh, Stranger Danger or, uh, you know, women's self-defense for seniors and whatnot. But the schools have been very reluctant because there's sort of uh, a stigma of karate studios being violent or kids going to the playground and doing that. So the way that we've connected this all together is that through the WordBully smartphone application we've developed, those karate studios that want to partner with us, we allow them to pass out that smartphone application absolutely free. So now they go to a school 
and can talk on cyberbullying, which isn't using any sort of physical bullying or physical defense or hitting or kicking, which would be your, your classic, you know, paradigm that people think the karate students are doing. So it, it enables karate students to go and expose this information to the school as well as give this uh, application to the students. Um, what it, what that connection does then is bridge that gap, uh, and we've we've developed within the Word Bully app a uh, Bully Buster USA school locator. So now somebody that downloads the app because they're they're obviously either looking for information or they're looking for a solution for their kid, they can locate with a GPS location device a karate studio uh, that's nearby that has curriculum that deals with bullying. So on their now able to approach and get information into the kids and the parents who really need it um, using karate schools, taekwondo schools as an avenue. And in the martial arts industry, they've really had a, a hard time, you know, being experts on the cyberbullying because you can't block a text message, but you can block a kick or a punch. So the difficulty in getting into schools uh, we've solved and we're approaching by creating a nationwide network of karate studios that have bullying curriculum trying to link them up with uh, with people who are in need or interested in that kind of information. And for those of our listeners that are here in Southern California, Orange County in particular, I know that you have a workshop, a free workshop coming up on the 25th of August. Would you care to talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things, uh, you know, I've, I've taught martial arts for about 10 years and I've, uh, I've, I've trained my whole life. And um, Zen Dojo's Martial Arts Academy, which is in San Juan Capistrano, has been a great partner. They've got the largest facility here in San Juan. And so every month I put on a free Bully Buster workshop, um, taking different uh, elements of bullying, anti-bullying, and focusing on them. Um, I've actually created a, what I call a bully form, which is outlined in my book as well. Kids have a hard time listening to specific um, solutions for bullying. But if you show them physical moves, um, how to speak non-verbally, that's a lot more monkey-see-monkey-do. So I hold great big workshops. Uh, anybody who's in the Southern Orange County area, I encourage you to come. It's at Zen Dojo's Martial Arts Academy. Um, you can find the information on my website, and it's an hour-long seminar. Uh, we include the parents, too. It's great. Everybody takes their shoes off, comes out on the mats. We do role-playing situations, do some exercise, and some good physicality of, uh, of ways to do it. A lot of not being bullied is not being bully-bait. And so I have 12 keys to not being bullied. And, again, like I said, it starts with smart eating. Uh, this week I've got um, Cynthia McKee from A Balanced Bite, who's a local nutritionist. She's coming in talking about to the parents about what healthy eating is going to be. Um, you know, I've got a network of child psychologists for those parents that come up to me afterwards that, you know, would like a little one-on-one -on -one help with their kids. Um, you know, it's, so it's really just kind of a community outreach, again, if I'm not able to get into the schools, I'm going to create a school for people, parents, and kids to come to. That's, and that's, that's a, I'm sorry, it's at 10 o'clock. I don't know if I mentioned that. And, and you do that every month? Uh, yeah, I typically do one every month. Um, I also work with different nonprofits. Um, for example, the Great Opportunities, which is a nonprofit with under, for underprivileged kids, showing them how to get to the beach. Um, I was working with the, the local DA and attorney just, uh, the attorney's offices where they have a gang intervention program, and so we incorporated a little bully buster workshop into that. Um, and also, with, uh, we work with the LAPD a lot. Uh, we went up to their national crime night out. We have a 36-foot um, wrapped bus uh, under Tex Kills, texkills.com. You can check that out. And by signing the bus, 
kids make a commitment not to be a cyber bully. So we bring the bus to schools and to different events and organizations. It's really just about awareness. And the more that not being a bully is on the tip of the tongue or between brothers and sisters, the less likely it's going to continue to perpetuate out there. Um, as just, you know, like as you said, the epidemic that it, it is becoming. Ryan, I really appreciate what you're doing in this space. And if someone would like to learn more about Bully Buster USA, how do they find you online? Uh, BullyBusterUSA.org. Uh, if you're a karate studio or looking to, to find studios that are associated with us, you can go to KarateDirectoryUSA.com. Uh, and um, Iconesis.com is a big supporter and partner of ours. And if you're interested to find out more information on the smartphone app we've developed, you can go to WordBully.net. Thanks for the time. I appreciate you being prepared to be on the program. I, as I said before, it's, I really appreciate, and I'm sure the community does as well, the type of work that you're doing on behalf of this, uh, this challenging problem that is out there. And um, welcome to the Critical Mass community, Ryan. Great. Thank you. Yeah, we'd love to see the community come out and support these Bully Buster workshops. So just keep in, in touch, and uh, we'd be happy to talk with you sometime soon again. Thanks for your help. Okay. All right. My pleasure. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed our radio program today, and hopefully the interviews have given you some ideas and things that you can think about in your own work or refer this interview to other people who may be interested either in an app or uh, have issues relative to bullies and children. And, and I think we covered a lot of great ground here today on the radio program. The show is brought to you by Succession Strategies, Commerce National Bank, and Smart Business Magazine. Our producer for today's show was Paul Roberts. Our marketing communications manager is Kelly Faltus. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business, visit my website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. Until the next time we have a chance to talk, uh, here's hoping that all of your decisions move your business in a positive direction. You've been listening to Critical Mass, the radio show. Or as we like to call it, Critical Mass Radio Show. Right, right here on OC Talk Radio, Orange County's only community radio station. <laughs>